sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in. Two minutes past the hour. Hour number two. Taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time as we break down the NFL getting set for the Super Bowl. Got a whole bunch of prop stuff to get to. And uh, we'll go over the NBA, college basketball, NHL. We had a couple of games last night as well. Uh, strange story coming out of the uh, NFL with the Super Bowl stuff. Uh, hair-raising story, if you will, which I don't quite understand. Someone's going to have to explain this to me, but we'll get to all that stuff. Uh, and we got our opposite picks later on this uh, hour as well, generally 40 minutes past the hour. We'll, we'll give you a six-pack of winners as we did uh, last, last night, going a nice 5-1 and one with our opposite picks. 5-1, and one, now 25 games uh, over 500. NBA last night, we'll start there just to recap it again. Tough day uh, for uh, betters uh, with the uh, boys in Vegas on uh, college basketball's front, but NBA, you know, decent day. Six and four were the favorites. Uh, four, five, and one against the spread. Five, four, and one over. So uh, no great, great uh, trend there. Bad beat of the day under 76ers. Charlotte, they were down nine, seven. Uh, uh, with 10 seconds left, uh, you know, the game's going to be over, but Charlotte and uh, Ball decides to steal the basketball. He hits a three, cuts the lead to six. Fouling game then kicks in, and all of a sudden they score literally about 10 points in the final 10 seconds, and the game goes over. That's, you know, where they just should have let, you know, down nine with 10 seconds left. Just let, let them run off the clock. And Bede was there trying to dribble the game clock out. And uh, that, that's when Ball made the steal, and the game ends up going way over. You wouldn't think that would be a bad beat, 118-111, with an over-under 222 and a half, 223 or so. But uh, when you see how it ended, yeah, that, that was a tough one. And the game ended up being a push when, in reality, the 76ers should have won by nine. So that, that's a tough, uh, bad push. Knicks in, uh, beat the Bulls in Chicago. Their game goes under 115, uh, or excuse me, uh, 107 to 103. Knicks now 15 and 7 under. Uh, not bad. Celtics lose in Sacramento after coming up with a nice road win in Golden State two nights ago. Uh, they couldn't put back to back efforts as they get uh, uh, whacked by the, the Queens. And, and the Wizards actually win a basketball game. How bad are the Miami Heat? Wow. They lost to Washington at home. The Wizards. My goodness, you know, there's no excuse now. You know, Jimmy Butler is there. You know, he missed a bunch of games with the COVID situation, so they had that excuse. But he's back now, and he's been back for a couple of games, and they still lose. I mean, boy, how, how do you – I mean – and then, you know, the over-under on that when it wasn't a bad beat, mind you, but the over-under on Washington and Miami was right around 220. Now, 220 for a Washington Wizards game. That's, that's you know, man, how could you possibly tell your guy under, right? Again, uh, as I, we were joked uh, earlier, you punch that into your computer under, and, and your, your computer's going to blow up on a Wizards game. 
But that thing did. And they had 65 points after the first quarter. If I told you, okay, you got a modest number of 220 on a Wizards game. You had 65 points after the first quarter. So you're on pace for a 260-point game. You're thinking, okay, you know what? Great. Second quarter, the scoring come down a little, but you're still at 65 to 55. I mean, you're still at 130 points. You're still on a pace for 260. I mean, it still looks golden, right? And uh, the scoring just stopped in the second half. Just stopped. 22-17, Wizards outscore the Heat in the third. 26-18, they outscore the Heat in the fourth. They held the Heat to 35 points in the second half. Miami scored 34 as we welcome in our full audience here. Opposite picks on a Thursday morning. Scott Wetzel sitting in. They scored 34 points, the Heat did, in the first quarter. And yet they only scored one more point, 35, the entire second half. Against the Wizards. The Wizards. Wow. And that's another one. I forgot about them. Now, the the Wizards did cover, you know, I want to, did they, uh, let, me, let me just double check on that before I jump to conclusions here. But you had three teams last night. And again, I'm going to spend some time uh, this weekend uh, figuring this stuff out. They played the uh, Wiz the other night. And I know Washington won, but it was a close game. I think uh, I'm pretty sure, but uh, let me just double check here. I'm pretty sure Washington did cover the number uh, two nights ago. Let me go back to Tuesday, and it was bah, 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 bah. Um, oh no, they didn't. I thought they did play back to back. No, they didn't. My bad. They played Portland. So all right, so it's not that wasn't a back to back uh, game. Um, but still, the, the, the two twenty boy, that that's just. Again, well on pace. Well, you could probably count on one hand how many times that will ever happen again uh, for for an over under to be that low, and that, that thing ended up going way way under. So uh, that that was a difficult one. And if, but if you're the Heat, you know ultimately that's the big picture here: seven and fourteen, seven and fourteen. The Heat are after last night's loss, five and seven at home. And Jimmy Butler, you know what his over under was last night? Fanduel. 19 and a half. You know what he ended up with? 19. 19 points. He didn't get, you don't score 20 points against the Wizards. I mean, man, you could score 20 points as the main score, oh, by the way, or at least one of the main scorers, right, for for Miami. Uh, In a blink of an eye, without even trying, you can get to 20. And he got to 19. Oh, the butler didn't do it. Unbelievable. That was a tough game all around, no matter how you spell it. you you think that was going to be a high-scoring game, but it wasn't. Mm. All right, we'll check out college basketball. That's next, NHL, and then we'll get back to the Super Bowl props that we uh, looked into. All that opposite picks on a Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, I mean, it feels a lot better. Uh, I mean, having these two weeks to to let it rest and heal up, um, especially being almost three weeks away from the – over three weeks away from the, uh, the injury itself, um, and if you look at, at those type of in- injuries, that kind of gives you the, the normal timeline. So uh, definitely every single day that I get the rest, it, it makes it even better. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty close to 100 percent. I'm sure by game day it will be.
You know, I'm no doctor, but I did uh, sleep at a Holiday Inn last night. Uh, toe injuries don't heal, by the way, in a week or two. They, they just don't. Um, it, it takes months. So the fact that he's had two weeks off is not going to make it any better. As soon as he's running around, as soon as some uh, fat defensive lineman for Tampa Bay steps on his toe, it's going to be back to being injured again. So whether you think it's a severe injury or not, that that's up to you. Uh, all I'm telling you is uh, my expertise, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, been, uh, well, never a doctor, but, you know, knowing uh, people, it, it doesn't. The toe injury doesn't heal, especially a big toe. You're you're walking around on it, you know. So it's not like he's laid up in bed for two straight weeks. You walk on it, you walk on it, you walk on it. It's going to be a factor if you think he's really that injured. Uh, if not, you know, some people have said he's been faking it. One of the coaches suggested that. I don't know about that, but um, uh, it'll be curious to see how they roll him out and do they do that stuff uh, this week. And I tell you, if I'm Tampa Bay, if I'm both these teams, you know, I don't know what the prop it is. I'll look it up. But if both these head coaches are smart, and they generally are, I would be blitzing on both sides. If I'm Tampa Bay... With that putrid, uh, you know, Kansas City offensive line with a couple of reserves in there, and and may, maybe Mahomes being a little limited, I'm blitzing left and right. With, with 43-year-old Tom Brady not able to step up into the pocket without being in trouble, I'd be blitzing if I'm Kansas City as well. I'm guessing the uh, the sack total is probably around five and a half or so. I'll double check here, but I do like the over. And, and there's a prop there that I also like. This goes back to what I said about putting the props odds in your favor and not laying odds. We'll get to that here in a sec. First up, though, poll question time. Uh, I don't know if we ever uh, we recapped yesterday's poll question, but yesterday's poll question, your average bet on the Super Bowl this year will be, and roughly $100 uh, was the winner. Pretty close, uh, obviously. Uh, well, not obviously, but pretty close, amazingly. 27.7% uh, said about 100 bucks. Uh 27% said about 150 or more. 23% said about $50, and 22% said about $25 or less. So really, uh, you know, pretty dead even right across the board there, which I'm a little surprised at. Uh, but it does give you a sense of, you know, there, there's no right, there's no wrong, it never fits your budget. And, uh, you know, we have all kind of listeners and, and followers uh, on Twitter. Today's poll question on Twitter, at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Uh, as we delve into the Super Bowl, obviously, let's go on the other side of the aisle, the NFL team with the worst current quarterback situation is we got uh, the Chicago Bears leading the way 38%. We have other 27%. I'll get to some of those here in a sec. Uh, Washington, the Potatoes, the Redskins, uh, 23%. And then the Indianapolis Colts at 11.5%. So it'll be up there for the rest of the show. In fact, it'll be up there for the rest of the day. So go to your opposite picks feed. Uh, get your vote in there. We'll update that one more time before we are through. Some of those uh, that had other had the Eagles quarterback uh, quarterback situation. Al Pepper, you know, it's you know what, it's not good, Al, but it's not horrible. I'd rather have the quarterback situation of the Eagles than I would the Washington Redskins or the Indianapolis Colts. I, you know, I'd rather have Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts than Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Trailhead tweeted in the Jaguars. Now that their quarterback situation is fine, knowing they had the first overall pick. So unless you're just not a Trevor Lawrence fan, uh, Tabarro, Philadelphia. Ryan uh, tweets in maybe Pittsburgh. Yeah, Roethlisberger, I get that. But still, I'd rather have him than uh, I would, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke. Uh, Scott tweeted in Houston. Houston's fine with, with the Sean Watson because you're either going to have him or you're going to trade him for a boatload of picks. So that that's not the worst for sure. 
Um, Clearwater Kid, our LL, uh, tweets in, damn near half the league is struggling with that, Scott, but I'm thinking Patriots offhand, at least as of right now. Yeah, Patriots are one that I could have put up there. Definitely. Uh, they don't know. Cam's not coming back. And uh, they don't have a quarterback on their roster that really should be on their roster. So they're, they're in a lot of trouble. They really are. Uh, Chronic Dry Eye tweets in, uh, I'd like to throw the Texans' name into the ring for consideration there. We have one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL on our roster, but all indications are that he's not going to be there forever for us to play, uh, to have him play for us ever again. No, but you're going to be able to parlay him into something, though. That That's why it's not that bad of a situation. Um and then you got the Clearwater kid who tweeted it again. Damn, you crushed it with these opposite pick last night. Would have gone six for six if uh, Kentucky would have made a bunny at the end. Yep, definitely did. Uh, we definitely kicked ass. Opposite picks coming up uh, in about a half hour. So NBA, uh, we went over the numbers. College basketball last night, off not only for ranked teams. You know, ranked teams last night in college hoops went three and five straight up against the spread. You got St. John's upsetting Villanova, second biggest win for a top three team for, for St. John's as uh, the Cats were ranked third. Georgetown upsets Creighton on the road. East Carolina upsets number five Houston. Now, that's to me the, the biggest surprise. Uh, Pittsburgh upsets Virginia Tech. South Carolina upsets Florida. TCU upset Oklahoma State, 81 78. Cowboys aren't ranked, but they're on the periphery, they're, they're right there. Um, you had a couple of ranked teams win. Missouri knocked off Kentucky. Boy, Kentucky just not happening this year. Not happening this year. They, they fall apart down the stretch. Uh, SEC Network, I think, had the game. I was watching it, and they were pointing out that they, they've been outscored by like 40 points the last four minutes of basketball games uh, the last uh, week or two. I mean, they, they just, they're in these close games, and they just can't score late in the game. Uh, Alabama does win over LSU, but the game goes way under. That was supposed to be a high-scoring game. And uh, there was one more uh, ranked. Well, Virginia uh, knocked off uh, NC State yesterday. How about the, the overall? You know, these numbers are a little depending on when, where you did your shopping. But college basketball yesterday, forget about ranked teams. How about just favorites yesterday in college hoops? 6-17-1 I counted against the spread. That's, well, if you're a favorite player, the boys at FanDuel, they made some money yesterday. They, you know, because people love betting favorites. They went 6-17-1 against the spread. Man, that's awful. That is just awful. Now, does that continue again tonight, or do you get a little bounce back? Is everyone going to be hopping on the underdogs tonight, so now the favorites come in? Or are we going through a couple of days stretch here where the favorites are just taking it on the chin? Don't know, but 6-17-1. Two hockey games yesterday, including our Bruins, we beat Philadelphia 4-3 in overtime. Think about this. You want a little pop quiz, a water cooler, uh, you know, beat your buddy? Ask him who has the most hat tricks in the last 10 years outside of Alex Ovechkin. You could probably uh, give it. Sidney Crosby would automatically come to mind, right? One of the new kids, uh, McDavid or whoever, right? David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins. Ninth hat trick last night. Gets the game-tying goal with 15 seconds left in regulation. Scores less than a minute into overtime, and the Bruins walk away with a 4-3 win over the Flyers. And what makes it even more significant is the last three games for the Boston Bruins, they rally from three goals down against Washington, send the game to overtime. They lose in overtime, but still, they get a point out of it. Next game, they play Washington again. Same thing. They rally from three goals down against the Caps win the game, 
going away, as a matter of fact, 5-3. to three. Last night, they score a goal again with uh, 15 seconds or so left in regulation, and they win it in overtime. You talk about, like, uh, you know, coming out of hibernation, Aaron, and, and for the, the life of the dramatics, uh, that, that's a pretty good three-game stretch. Down three goals twice, down a goal with uh, less than a minute left, and you're able to get all three of those games uh, points out of it. Two going overtime, one you win, one you lose. But, you know, if you told any team that you'd be down three in two games and, and down a goal with uh, 30 seconds left, and you'd end up uh, getting points in all three of those games, that's pretty darn good. And Pasternak, yeah, nine hat tricks. Only Ovechkin has more, believe it or not. Minnesota postponed four more games. They got six players out with the COVID. Add them to the devil situation, and the NHL's got to be a little concerned right now. Got to be a little concerned. All right, back to our prop stuff. All that's coming up next on uh, Opposite Picks on a Thursday morning. Serious XM SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What does this mean to you to go from your years in Pittsburgh to then the Jets and now be one step away from a, a Super Bowl, your first Super Bowl victory? I mean, you know, everything in the world. I, ever since I've been playing this game since the age of four and a half, um, that's been the reason why you play it. You know, I've watched every Super Bowl. Then, you know, ever since I was a little kid, since I can remember, um, always envisioning that I would be in the game. Um, so now that I'm, you know, eight years into the league um, and I finally got here, you know, it's like a dream come true. Um, and I obviously just want to finish the job, you know, um, I know how long I've been playing this game, and it's tough to get an opportunity even playing this game. So um, I got to leave it all on the field and bring it up. Le'Veon Bell there. Yeah, okay, Le'Veon. Yeah, that, that's why you play the game. Okay, that, that's why you sat out a year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why you joined the most pathetic organization in football, the New York Jets, uh, because you play to win the game to get to a Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, you know, you can get monster with him on FanDuel for uh, Super Bowl MVP. He, you know, forget, don't even waste your money. Yeah, that is one that I don't play, uh, Super Bowl MVP. It's it, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You're not getting, uh, there's this word again, value. You, you're really not. Uh, it's hard to make a case of Pat Mahomes not being the MVP if Kansas City doesn't win. Maybe. You know, I mean, listen, there's always scenarios. You, know, you can intercept Tom Brady four times. Could be a low-scoring game. Uh, you know, maybe you make a case for Tyreek Hill running a couple of reverses for touchdowns so he would get it, not Mahomes. But realistically... You know, but is it worth uh, laying a buck five on Mahomes versus, uh, a, you know, 150 on the money line with Kansas City? No, I wouldn't screw around with that. The last thing I need to do is be, you know, having Kansas City win and then Mahomes for some dopey reason not get the MVP. Yeah, it's, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not betting on what other people think. And when it comes to voting, it, it's all a matter of their storylines. Do they want Mahomes to get it? Absolutely. You know, just like they wanted Russell Wilson to throw for the touchdown pass and, and not have Marshawn Lynch score for Seattle a few years back. Uh, you, you don't know. So, the, you know, you could throw darts as well, 
But there are enough props, uh, as far as I can see, during the game where you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, Super Bowl MVP. But whatever, you know, no, no big deal. But, you know, uh, you can get monster, monster odds if you want on, uh, you know, Antonio Brown or uh, Le'Veon Bell, both of them. But, you know what, and, and for Le'Veon, you've been absolutely nothing to this team. You, you really, you know, when you talk start talking about uh, significance and this and that, he, he's been basically really invisible. Uh, it's been more of we got him so no one else can get him. That, that's what it's been for Kansas City. But back to the props. So I gave you the numbers for Kansas City. All right, here are Tampa Bay props. Give you the same categories. Tampa Bay, ball first. Bucks 12 times, other seven. So you got to couple this with, okay, Bucks have gotten to football nearly twice as many times first as the opposition, and then Kansas City's uh, allowed the opposition to sco- uh, get the ball first. That's why you got to lay a buck 70 on Tampa Bay. Uh, first play from scrimmage for the Bucks. Little surprise with this one. I would have thought it would have been the pass more, but it's actually run 11, pass 8, and this counts the playoff games. Uh, first pass from scrimmage. Again, little surprised on these numbers for Tom Brady. Complete, uh, completion, 12 times. Incomplete, 7. That's a pretty, you know, for a guy that completes a lot of passes, uh, I didn't, I wouldn't think he'd have 7 games where he'd have his first pass be an incompletion. I, I pegged that at like 15-4, something along those lines. But 7 passes, all right? Uh, score first. Again, very surprising on some of these numbers. Now, you would think a team that goes to the Super Bowl like Tampa Bay, like Kansas City, would score first a lot of times, get out, great year, blow teams out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Not the case. Tampa Bay 10 times, opposition 9, even split. Uh, First score, touchdown 14 times for Tampa Bay. Field goal only 5, which is why you're going to lay a big on a touchdown. Uh, First penalty. Other team, opposition 10, Buccaneers 9, so pretty even there. Uh, Score, last two minutes of the first half, 16 times yes, only three games was there not a score in the final two minutes. And again, remember, Kansas City's numbers, 13 times yes, no five. So that's a combined 29 and 8. Again, that's why you got to lay the monster vig on this stuff. You wouldn't think it would happen that often, right? You know, you never know. But it happens all the time. It really does. Um, Is there going to be a uh, touchdown of one yard? Yes, Tampa Bay games 10 times. Nine times, no. So that's why it's a 50-50 proposition. Although, a lot of times, I'll check FanDuel's here, but, you know, you may have to lay about a buck 40, buck 50 on yes. When in reality... It hasn't really happened that much. You know, it's, uh, you know, like I said, 10-9 yes uh, and 10-8 yes for Kansas City. So I wouldn't be laying that much of a vig. That's one of my favorite pops. I, I always bet no. Safety Buccaneers have had one game with a safety. Two-point conversion. Uh, Tampa Bay hasn't completed. When I looked it up, you know, and I'll double-check on some of this stuff, Tampa Bay has yet to complete a two-point conversion try. How weird is that, right? You would think with Fournette, and Jones in the backfield, and Gronk, and Evans, and Miller, and Godwin, and all the weapons that they have that, boy, they have to be able to be so successful with a two-point conversion, right? I got them down for 0 for 4, believe it or not. Opposition 1 for 3. So only one time has there been a a two-point conversion successful in Buccaneer games. Again, on the other side, it was two times for Kansas City. 
I know it's going to be a favorite prop. High-scoring game. You think uh, the two-point conversion would come into play somewhere along the line, but uh, if history for this year says anything, don't fall for the trap. Defensive touchdown uh, three times in Tampa Bay games. Uh, three games, I'll say, because I know there was one game they had two. Three games they the, that the, the defense scored a touchdown or special teams. Uh, teams that scored three in a row. Yes, 15 times. No, four. However, they're only one and two in the postseason. So it was 14 and two, yes, in the regular season, but only one and two in the postseason when you can play a, you know, a competitive game and the teams are a little bit more evenly matched. So 11, yes, for Kansas City and 15 and four, yes, for Tampa Bay, but again, only one and two in the postseason. They did have three in a row in their game, if that matters. And you want to go back to that contest. All right, here are some of the props. So, oh, all right. So, the, there's two that really stood out that, you know what, FanDuel screwed up. Or at least that they're giving you good value. All right, go back to Kansas City's numbers. First play from scrimmage, I told you. Kansas City, 13 times in their 18 games, they ran the ball. This is their biggest screw up, I think. 13 times they run the ball first, five times they pass the ball first. And again, one of those was with Chad Henney, so I really don't count that at all. So really, it's 13 and four. You know, if you play that Kansas City is going to pass the ball first, you have to lay minus 130. If you play Kansas City is going to run the ball first, it's even money. Something they have done basically three times out of every four games, you're getting even money. Something they have done only a third or a quarter of the time, in essence, you have to lay a buck 30. That makes no sense whatsoever. No sense. And I double and triple checked, and I'm like, am I reading this right? I mean, you know, and that's what it was late last night. So unless they change it overnight. So Kansas City runs the ball first 13 out of 18 games, and yet you can get that at even money. Now, there's always caveats to all these things. What happened, Kansas City, Tampa Bay in the regular season? No, they did throw the ball first. They did. <laughs> that was one of the four times, not counting the Henny game, that they threw the ball. But I'll tell you what, they do something 13 out of 17 times. Again, I'm not going to count that last game. And I can get that at even money? You got to do that. You got to play the run. And I tell you, it's like the first seven, eight games of the season. Run, 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 run. It's amazing. So I like that a lot. The other one that I think the odds don't make any sense, completion. 18 regular season games and postseason games for Kansas City. 15 of the 18 times Pat Mahomes' first pass was a completion. Or Chad Henney. 15 out of 18. Yet if you bet completion with the FanDuel, you only have to lay 2-1 to one on a completion. Now, again, I don't lay odds on these things. I don't. But if I was going to, only three times out of 18 games did he throw an incompletion first, and all I have to do is lay 2-1 to one on the yes? Yep. That's pretty good value. That's pretty good value. That tells you they like to get them warmed up. They don't throw long bombs. They little a lot of these are little dink and dunks. Just get them 
going, get him in the flow of the game. If you don't mind laying two to one, I'll take something that happens five out of every six times, and I only have to lay two to one any day of the week. There weren't any real screw-ups that I saw on Tampa Bay's part. Um, You know, first completion for Tom Brady, 12 times, incomplete, seven. You have to lay minus 185 if you want to go complete. You know, incomplete is, is plus 145, which is pretty much, you know, how it should be. But like I said, I, I was more surprised that uh, there were that many incompletions for Tom Brady to start. I figured his numbers would be like, um, like Pat Mahomes, 15-2, and 15-3, something along those lines. But no, it's not quite even, which is why you don't have to lay. But think about this. You know, this happened, you're laying a buck 85 on Brady, and he had seven games in which there was an incompletion. You're only laying two to one on Mahomes, and he only had three games with an incompletion. That maybe spells out how that minus two to one is just off. Opposite picks coming up next before we get back to the props. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we take seven games, sometimes six, give you 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all those stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel, and we proved it again last night. Five and one, now 25 games over 563 winners, only 38 losers. Wow. All right, we got a six-pack of games for you tonight, a couple of NBA, a couple of college basketball. We'll start with college hoops. Arizona laying one and a half at Utah. Now, Wildcats really should win this easily. Arizona's 13-4, and 4-1 and one on the road in Pac-12 play, so it's not like they can't win away from home. Utah, usually a tough place to win at. Not this year. Utes are only 1-4 at home in conference play. You don't hear much about them, but like the Dookie Pukies, Michigan State, Kentucky, Notre Dame, they're another side basketball program that really just stinks this year. They really are. They're a bad team. Love Arizona Lane, just a point and a half. Give me Utah plus one and a half. Pick number two, Iowa Lane five against Ohio State. You know, I know it's the worst ever reason to make a play. I get that, but we're going to do it anyway. Iowa is due for a cover. It's been about three weeks since they've beaten the boys in Vegas with two straight-up wins in the mix, a win, but it was not against the spread. Then they had a game canceled as well. They're coming off a straight-up win, but against the spread loss against Michigan State earlier this week, so they are due for a cover. Perhaps everyone's catching up to Iowa and Luka Garza, but I'm expecting a monster effort tonight at home. Love the Hawkeyes laying just five. Ohio State plus the five. Pick number three, Rutgers laying five versus Minnesota. You know, if this game was in Minnesota, I'd be all over the Golden Gophers. But it's not. It's in New Jersey. Rutgers. That's where New Jersey is, folks. 
Mini is great at home, but god-awful on the road. How bad, you ask? How does 0-5 straight up? What about against the spread, though, Scott? How about 0-5 against the spread as well? That's right. 0-5 straight up and against the spread on the road. They couldn't beat the peak of high on the road, for goodness sakes. Never mind a decent Rutgers team that's won three in a row and is making a push for the NCAA tournament. Love Rutgers to be laying just five. Give me Minnesota, plus the five. Pick number four, Gonzaga laying 23 at Pacific. This is a makeup game as both clubs had contests against other teams get postponed, so Pacific has the pleasure of playing the number one team in the nation for the uh, second time in the last two weeks. How'd they do the first time, Scott? Because I don't really want to lay 23. you got to be kidding me, right? Well, you're right. You know, Gonzaga did not win by 23 their first meeting two weeks ago. Uh, they didn't win by 23. They didn't win by 33. They didn't win by 43. They won by 46 points. 46, and now all I have to do is lay 23. This is a bargain. This is too easy. Love Gonzaga laying just 23. Give me Pacific plus the 23. Pick number five. Let's go to the NBA. Memphis laying two versus Houston. I'd never make this a play if Houston had won last night, but they didn't. Now, they had their six-game win streak snapped at OKC, and not only was it snapped, their energy was snapped as well. Uh, they, had, they had no emotion, no anything. They're zonked for whatever reason. And now they got to hop on a plane and fly to Memphis from OKC. Rockets, oh, by the way, also playing their third game in four nights, while the Grizzlies off last night. Not a good combo. Plus, the Grizz are playing great. They did have their seven-game win streak snap their last game, but they still won seven of eight, and now they're playing a tired Rockets team. Oh, I love Memphis just laying two. I mean, the Rockets plus the two. Pick number six, Lakers laying five against Denver. I know we're breaking a golden rule here on never betting on a team on its first game back after a long road trip as the Lakers are. They're back home after a productive seven-game road trip in which they went five and two. It's only LA's ninth home game, believe it or not, versus 14 roadies. And I know no fans in the stands, but I just think LA's going to make a statement tonight. They're starting to flex their muscles, playing some good basketball. AD's finally playing good ball. Lakers only five and five, or uh, yeah, four and five at home, five and five at home this year. That's not uh, great, obviously. First game at home since the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's tragic death. I don't know if that means anything or not to these guys as far as, you know, winning one for the Gipper type of thing. But I, I do love L.A. Laying only five against Denver at home for the Lakers. Yeah, love L.A. tonight. Love the Lakes. Give me Denver plus the five. All right, our six-pack of opposite picks. Uh, we'll start with uh, Utah getting a point and a half against Arizona. Ohio State plus five against Iowa. Minnesota plus five against Rutgers. Pacific plus 23 against Gonzaga. Uh, Houston plus two against uh, Memphis. And the uh, Denver Nuggets plus five against the L.A. Lakers. Our opposite picks for this Thursday, February 4th.
All right, uh, five and one yesterday, four and one Tuesday, two and four on Monday. Boy, if not for Monday, we'd really be kicking butt. Uh, but overall for the week, 11 winners, six losers. Not bad. Not bad. Again, I'll post those picks. If you're driving to work, no worries. You can always listen to us on demand. Uh, go to your favorite little uh, on-demand store and punch in opposite picks. Our show is there. It's on YouTube as well. Uh, but uh, if you don't want to do that, you can always go to the website, and uh, I post the picks on, on the website. little condensed version, obviously, but uh, they are there. All right, back to the uh, the props here. Uh, so I gave you the winners with Kansas City. Now I'm going to go over some of this stuff uh, tomorrow as well. But I, I did find some that are interesting pertaining to the NFL. And again, I'm looking for, dare we say it, value. I'm looking to get odds in our favor. How about a, this one makes a, I like this one a lot. How about a roughing the passer penalty? FanDuel has it as, take a get, little pop quiz. What do you think it would be before I tell you? Will there be a roughing the passer penalty in this game? Plus 155. That's pretty good. You know, when you consider Tom Brady and the officials love Brady, and you got to believe he's going to be under pressure the whole game, you, you got to believe Kansas City, if they're smart, are going to be blitzing him. That creates, you know, some roughing the passing opportunities, we'll say. Kansas City, on the other hand, with their offensive linemen, two offensive linemen out, you got to believe in Tampa Bay's pretty good defensive line. They're going to be blitzing Mahomes, and you know how the officials love Mahomes as well, so he's going to get the benefit of the doubt on a roughing the passer penalty. I tell you what, you know, Kansas City figures to throw the football, what, 40 times? Uh, Tampa Bay's going to throw the football, what, 40 times? I mean, that's 80 opportunities, 80 to get one lousy roughing the passer penalty. At plus 155, not bad, not bad. I'm going to go over the number, but without knowing specifically, I can almost guarantee you that this next one hits under all the time. Total penalties in the game. I think FanDuel screwed up on this one. 11 and a half. Officials, even though I just had that rough in the passer penalty one, but I will tell you, officials generally do not call penalties in Super Bowls. I bet you can count on one hand how many times we've had 12 penalties in a Super Bowl the last 10 years. And again, put a little asterisk next to that one. I'll, I'll get these numbers for sure for you tomorrow. They, they just don't. They, they don't want to be part of the problem. They don't want to make a nuisance of themselves. Uh, they want to let these guys play. You know, going back on uh, that first penalty with both these teams, I got to tell you, half the time I was going into the second quarter to get the first penalties. So they neither one of these teams are high on penalties. Um, and, and throw in the, you know, the uh, propensity for these officials to swallow the whistle. Under 11.5 is not a bad play. It really is. Barring some craziness. You know, you got a team in Kansas City that's been there before, so they shouldn't be nervous. Uh, you know, maybe Tampa Bay a little bit, but you would think the calming factor of, uh, of Tom Brady would relax them, so you might not get those uh, jumpity offside calls. Yeah, under 11.5 is a pretty good play. How about either team? Now, that's even money. How about either team being shut out in a quarter? No. So... That means you need both teams to score in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. You'd be surprised how many times that doesn't happen, but you're getting four to one on no. That's not bad. 
you know, um, 15 minutes. I, you know, it's a long time kicking field goals and everything is it counts. Um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, four to one, I'll take my chance. A little flyer one, I'll take my chances that somehow or another both teams score in every single quarter. Probably won't happen, but for four to one, how about any ruling on the field being overturned? Pop quiz. What do you think that one is? So whether it's a coach's challenge or, you know, final two minutes, touchdown being called, you know, they call it back. You know, he was out at the one-yard line, you know, a completion. They ruled a completion, uh, final two minutes, but they look at it and it's overall. So any of them, no is plus 160. I don't know. I'll take my chances. Nothing's overturned. I, I will. You know, now you're going to get a lot of scoring in this game, so they're going to be doing a lot of reviewing. I understand that. But, again, plus 160, you know, I'll take my chances that they get the calls right. Why not? Uh, here's a goofy one, but I like it. Will a kickoff go out of bounds? Not out of the end zone, but, like, out of bounds. Now, think about this. Maybe a little pop quiz. What do you think the, the payoff would be on that one, FanDuel? 16 to 1. Eh, this guy kickoffs never go out of bounds. Eh, maybe. Maybe not. But consider this. There's going to be, you know, on average, uh, you know, the over-under is 56. So, you know, even if they were all touchdowns, that still would be eight touchdowns and the opening kickoff and the kickoff at halftime. So you're looking at at least, you know, 10 kickoffs. So you got 10 opportunities. You also have a great kickoff return in Hardman uh, with Kansas City in which Tampa Bay is not going to want to kick it to him. So they may be trying to kick it to the other side of the field. Maybe it screws up a little bit. You know, 16 to 1, kickoff goes out of bounds. I'll take my chances on that. Absolutely. Here's some interesting ones I found. Uh, how about return the opening kickoff back for a touchdown? 55 to 1. It's only happened one time. The Bears did it. They lost the game, but the Bears did it. Devin Hester. You know, again, Kansas City's got a pretty good kickoff return team. Uh, you got to worry about who gets the ball first, but, you know, I'd, I'd prefer Kansas City to get the football. But, I, you know, a little flyer. A little flyer. Uh, total plays in the game. I like this just because it's just fun. Why not? 138 and a half. I think with the... Uh, passing games for both these teams being short, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, as I told you, with Kansas City, uh, with uh, the offensive line being in trouble. I, I don't think they're going to be running the football. And that means they're going to throw the football, and I think it's going to be short passes, and I think that means over 138 uh, passing, or over 138 plays. Uh, mixed extra point, plus 230. How about a fake punt or field goal, plus 9-1? to one. Andy Reid, Bruce uh, 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 Arians, Bruce Arians. You know, both those guys aren't aren't uh, afraid of uh, kind of doing something goofy. Nine to one. I kind of like that. To tell you the truth. All right, we'll close up shop next. Opposite picks to Sirius XM SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
poll question one more time, although it will be posted all afternoon long, so feel free to go to it. Opposite picks and get your vote in. We'll update it tomorrow morning uh, before we put our new poll question out. Uh, Bucks and Chiefs obviously getting set for the Super Bowl. How about the other end of the spectrum? NFL team with the worst current quarterback situation is, and the uh, Chicago Bears lead the way. Thirty, Nearly 35% of the vote. Washington next in line at 27%, uh, other getting 21% of the vote, and the Indianapolis Colts getting 16% of the vote. So uh, people not buying into Nick Foles. Don't forget uh, Mitch Trubisky going to be a free agent, so he's out. Uh, got a lot of Philadelphia's in there, some Pittsburgh's in there. Uh, got uh, some uh, Dolphins in there. Uh, how about that? Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Uh Trailhead says a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown has happened twice. Fulton Walker did it for Miami. I don't remember that one. Which Super Bowl was that? Uh, he did it in a uh, playoff game against the Raiders. I think that's what you're thinking, Trailhead. Not not in the Super Bowl because uh, they got whacked by uh, Sam Fran. Uh, they got whacked by Dallas. They got whacked a lot of times. Uh, they beat the uh, you know. Uh, Minnesota, it didn't happen there, and they beat Washington, didn't happen there. I think you're thinking of the uh, the Raider playoff game, that uh, uh, crazy play in which Stabler uh, won in, in the end. That That's what you're thinking of, not in the Super Bowl. So, But uh, that's okay. We always appreciate it. Uh, what else? A couple of stories here. You know, look at a couple of lines here. Not too many stories. Oh, you know, I did want to get into a little bit, which didn't have time, the haircut situation with the Patri- with the, uh, uh, with Kansas City. You know what's weird about that is that this guy was set into the lineup and, and uh, cut like 20 people's hair. There were like 20 people that were all set, in Kansas City Chief players, that were all set to get their haircuts. I mean, did they did word just like Someone walked in the, the salon and say, oh, by the way, the, the guy that's cutting your hair tested positive. I'd like to know how that was actually all explained. Very weird. Very, very weird. All right, we'll do it all again tomorrow right here, Opposite Picks, on a Thursday morning. Be safe.